And now for part two of the Business of Marriages season finale, Marriage and Mortgage. Credit um, for score, like a credit card score, but don't don't hold me to that. But I know they're not using mortgage scores. That I can tell you. So because <laughs> you so, will walk in that mortgage office and get your little fillings hurt. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That is so true. It can happen, and that's why we want to be in the know. Because I'll tell you too, Toba. I, I have seen the adverse of that. I've seen the other side of that. Right? I've seen the vice versa, where somebody says. Man, you know, Carmen, I don't, I want to buy, but Carmen telling me I only got a 600. And I'm like, just let me take a look because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I will have Carmen show a 600 and that may be your score for applying for a credit card. Mm-hmm. I might pull a 660. Say, hey, guess what? For me, you're ready now, mm-hmm. you know? Wow. So that does work both ways in that they, they just are not going to be the same. They mm-hmm. just simply are not. Now, they're, they're not going to be, you know, I said 600 to 660. That's probably about as extreme as you're going to see. Okay. You know, it's it's not, you know, um, generally we're still, they're still pretty close even in every industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's not going to be exact until you get a report from someone in that specific industry. Right. And, and that's why you need to be in the know. That's why you need to talk to Brent so he can that's tell right. you what the mortgage world sees yeah. and not uh, what what you think yeah. they see. Right. Now, now, listeners, you're probably like, man, this is this is a really good podcast and we're not going to stop it, but we're going <laughs> to keep going. And we typically don't go this long, but this is so good and helpful for both people who are married, mm-hmm. people who are single. People who are like, man, this housing market is so ridiculous. I'm frustrated. Well, the goal of this podcast is to not get you down and be like, oh, man, I do got to do all this work. But it's to help you mm-hmm. actually be realistic and take some take your idealism and your vision and your goals and your dreams and now make them a reality because you're hearing directly from the source. You're hearing what it's going to take and also where you may be in the process of mm-hmm. it. And it's also to just give you a little bit of hope. So we're going so to keep going. Um, but I guess it's in this. One other thing, Brent, that I wanted to get in before we move on is you talked about, and it's more in the capacity, the debt to income. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people get into this space and place where they're trying to figure out like, okay, well, I got my credit card debt. I got this debt with um, <clears throat> with my school and I'm not paying that back right now. It's in forbearance. Mm-hmm. And like, can you just give some myths or potential hangups or some truth into this debt to income thing? Because some people is often is like me. I was confused about how DTI actually worked. Especially with student yeah. loans. Especially with student loans. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, man, we could do a we could do a thirty minute on <laughs> auto, on, on, on just on just student loans. Right, man, seriously. Right. Give, uh, give uh, a three minute uh, response. A three minute response. I'll give you a three minute. Let me give you the elevator. They say the elevator speech. Let me right. give you the elevator on this on this student loan thing. And that's that's a scenario where okay, and I understand right now several. This is a unique time in the sense that several of these student loans are, are in what they call forbearance mm-hmm. through uh, COVID mm-hmm. as a COVID relief mm-hmm. from, from Joe Biden and his administration putting that into place. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, um, you know, here's how we have to view it in the mortgage world. If there is no payment established, then we're forced to take 1% of the balance of your student loan and count that as a monthly payment. The frustrating piece to that is that's a bunch of money for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that alone will disqualify you from a mortgage because you may Mm -hmm. be making no payments as they're deferred or in forbearance. But I got to consider if you have a hundred thousand dollar loan that you're paying a thousand dollars a month. You see what I'm saying? 
So wait, regardless of wait, whether, you know, Brent, wait. <laughs> yeah, that's if you yeah. have no wait, payment established. Wait, Brent, hold on. Correct. Man, hold on, brother. Hold on. Wait. One percent, my one, guy. One. So I, when I think of one percent, I think, oh, you know, a penny, a dollar, a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, when one, people student loans are as high as they are, that's that's the issue. There it is. That's the yeah. issue. We all going back that's to get masters and doctors. We could do an hour on that. Oh that's what I'm telling you now. We got yeah. issues here with this, with this system. Yes. I mean, that's for sure. Yes, yeah. we, we so, you know we're taught to go back, get our masters, get our doctorate, get double bachelors, yep. and all of it. You know, we like great. It's in forbearance, and we ain't got to pay. Or I'm always gonna stay right. in school, and blah blah blah. blah. And then, so because you have no payment established, Brennan's like, well, the mortgage people are going to take 1% of what you owe. So if that's 250000 if mm-hmm. that's 150000 that's mm-hmm. 1% is going to be a part of your debt to income ratio. That's a part of your monthly, yeah, we oh consider that a monthly obligation. Now, your other plan. option, I do want to offer the solution. So there's a solution, which would be, to go into income-based repayments. I've had mm-hmm. several people that they come to me and they're currently deferred or forbearance their situation. And again, then I got to hit them with 1%. I'm like, well, you don't make, you don't make 200,000 a year, bro. So we're, we can't do this. Right. Um, but if they go into income-based repayments, then we can accept whatever that payment is as your qualifying payment. And get this, that's even if, and in a lot of cases it can and will be, But even if your payment is $0 per month, Mm -hmm. then I get to qualify as zero payment on that at that Mm -hmm. point. So so there is a workaround, but you must enter into repayment Mm -hmm. in order for us to accept because we got to have it in writing from wherever it is, Navient or Jenny May or we know all these crooks out here. People out here. Right. Um, Crooks. You said it. (laughs) (laughs) You're correct. That slipped my bad. My bad, y'all. That's facts. Yeah. So... All you know, we, as long as we enter into repayment with those with those folks, whatever that payment is that they agree to, even if that's zero, if I have that documented, that becomes our payment to use to qualify at that point. All right, so folks, don't be afraid of those student loans because th- that's another conversation that we've had with a lot of our friends. They feel that you know that's going to be the deterrent mm-hmm. because our loans mm-hmm. and stuff are so high because we've continued our education like they told right. us to. And mm-hmm. um, they're they're afraid that that's going to deter them. But Brent just gave a good solution. But you must enter into repayment. So Brent, so now that we got that out the way, so now we've been pre-approved. We found the house of our dreams. We like mm-hmm. cool. We got our money. We can make this mortgage payment. We got some money right. for our down payment. But that's not all the cost that come <laughs> with buying a home. You don't say. Listen, yeah, okay. Brent. You know, before this process, I'm like, cool. All we got to have is our mortgage right. and our down payment. No, 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 no. Nope. Please, Brent, could you please, let's just say on a on a, about a $250,000 home, yeah. what are some costs? Well, what are all the costs? And you may not know the numbers, but what are the types of costs that buyers should be prepared for to pay at that closing table? Absolutely. So I'm going to give you a couple examples. I'm going to start with a scenario at 250. I'll take your number. Okay. We're going to do this assuming that we have what I always describe as no help. Right. And I'm going to show you what the help is after this. Okay. But let's assume we don't have any in this scenario. Right. So, 
first of all, I mean, about as aggressive as you're going to get these days is 3% down. In a lot of cases, if your income is too strong, because there's a 3% down program that is income restrictive. That sounds backwards, I know, but you can make too much money to use this program. So as soon as you do, now it's a 5% down minimum unless you use FHA loans, Mm -hmm. right? So that's a whole nother, I'll table the FHA loan conversation Mm -hmm. for right now. Mm -hmm. And we're going to stay with just conventional lending. So what they call, you know, regular conforming or conventional loans, if you've heard those words, that's what we're talking about here, which PS in a market like this one is almost a requirement to get an accepted offer because people are getting so many offers that they're either taking cash offers or conventional offers. It's really getting more difficult on the FHA and VA loans Mm -hmm. and down payment assistance programs and which we could go down that road, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to stay with this scenario right quick here. Right? So let's say we got no help. We're going to do a conventional loan. Let's say we can qualify a 3% down. Right. Right. So 3% of 250,000 is going to be six seventy five hundred. So you got $7,500 right off the bat that becomes your down payment, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Right. Right. And just like you said, Tove, a lot of people hear that down payment is how much? Oh, I'm good. I got mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, we're not <laughs> done yet. Right. So tell em, there's, tell em. <laughs> there's a down payment <laughs> and then there's cost. Then, you know, we, we, y'all, we, people, well, not everybody, I guess, which is cool for y'all, but not everybody's American that's listening here, but in America, y'all familiar with uncle Sam and how that works. Oh, so yes, sir. Sam, Sam still got some money to take from you after that down payment. Mm-hmm. And some of that is going to be federally regulated charges and fees and costs. And then some of it is bank costs and title insurance mm-hmm. costs and those things. I would tell you to conservatively estimate about $3,000 for that, mm-hmm. um, for the fees and cost. So that right? puts so us at 10000 I'm I'm calculating with you, Brent. That's $10,500. Ten thousand five hundred, right? And yep. we're not done. Uh, okay. <laughs> we're not we're done. Not. We and, and hey, trust me. Hey, there's more. So uh, when we're when we're done with that, then you have to account for what's called an escrow account, mm-hmm. uh, which, to be more specific, is money that is essentially put. It's a built-in savings account that's built into your mortgage. Mm-hmm. So that account has to stay there because those funds are taken then and used to pay your taxes when those come due, as well as your homeowner's insurance when that comes due. So lenders always want extra money in that account. They don't, you know, people think, oh, what are the taxes? Okay, yeah, divide that by 12, add it to my monthly payment. We're good, right? Well, no, because when that tax bill comes due, Mm. the lender wants a year and a half worth of taxes in the account to pay one year worth of taxes. Wow. (laughs) And... The reason for that, guys, is that's a moving target that lenders are shooting at, mm. right? right? And that's where we get into the Uncle Sam stuff. You know how he is. Yeah. It, it, it might have been two grand last year. He might wake up in 2022 and say, yeah, you know what? This year, 2400 mm-hmm. And there's literally nothing we can do about that. As American citizens, we pay that money, period, or we lose whatever it is. You know, they'll, mm. they'll take the house. Right. Mm. So from a lender's perspective, lenders have to be prepared for that variable. Understanding that just because taxes cost a certain amount last year doesn't mean they do next year. Right. Right. Mm. So that's where there's extra funds there. So let's let's call that an additional fifteen hundred dollars. You said fifteen or sixteen. Fifteen. I'm gonna say one. My wife wants exact. 
She's like, hold up now. Is it is it thirty five cent on there or not? No. Okay. So fifteen hundred, let's say, there for our for our number on that. So what does that do for me, Tova? What are we looking okay. at now? We are at twelve thousand dollars. Twelve thousand. So that seventy five went to twelve right quick, mm-hmm, didn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's the part we got to be prepared for. Mm-hmm. Um, now I do want to quickly explain the help that I talked about earlier, yes. right? Give us the hope. one portion of that is that's non-negotiable mm-hmm. is the down payment, the three percent of or five percent of or whatever your percentage is for your down payment. You're bringing that dough to the closing. You are not avoiding that. Period. Right. right. Now. As it relates to those costs and escrows, there is a way to structure loans or structure mortgages where you have what's called seller paid closing cost. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that that, uh, def- that can be a little misleading, especially in this market, because sellers ain't paying nothing. I'm going to say that right we, now. We paying their closing costs. You paying, exactly. <laughs> you, you, be like, you, might have to, you might have to give them some extra money on the Listen, way out and let them borrow your car for the weekend. For real. But, this is a great information. <laughs> but basically, what you can do, because we're on the front end of negotiations on any real estate transaction, let's say the seller is asking for 200000 on this house, hypothetically. We know um, that we need 4500 We just did the math on that, right? 3000 plus fifteen mm-hmm. for the closing costs and the escrows. We need $4,500 from the seller if possible. Well, when they ask for the 200 you can offer them 2045 mm-hmm. and then ask them to pay 45 towards your cost. So if you see what we just did there, we have we've gotten them their 200 asking, and they're essentially allowing you to finance $4,500. Mm in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's also a little misleading not to go too far down a rabbit hole, but if they're asking 200 and you're not starting at 225, you might as well go to the next house anyway, right, right now. So, right. but, um, but yeah, so you can always add a little bit more to your offer and then ask them to give a kickback to cover costs and, and escrows. Again, that's a, you know, it's case by case and it is, it's becoming increasingly more difficult mm-hmm. to get sellers to do anything because they literally don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. But just, just for the record, it is something that's possible to do in certain scenarios. Mm-hmm. And, and, and cause that, that was not, it's not too many options yeah. <laughs> like that out there. <clears throat> and, and honestly, Brent, there's so many other costs too, like insurance and all just, it's yeah. just a lot. Yeah. But I think yeah. this conversation was really good to at least get people started to yeah. get yeah. them a little bit knowledgeable because like we stated at the beginning, when we first came to Brent, we thought we were in a pretty <laughs> decent scenario or yeah. situation to buy a home. And we were not, but what I appreciated about yeah. Brent was that he was like, this is what y'all need to do. You yeah. need to do this, this, mm-hmm. this, 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 and this. And yeah. we were able to do this, this, and that. And we came back around and we got some great results. So, yeah. 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 And you, you made light work of the most important part of what you just said. And that was, we went and did this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can tell you right now, one of the things I pride myself on is any individual I sit down with, I'm going to talk to them and I'm going to give them what I call a clear roadmap. Just like I was talking to my mama. I'm going to tell them, hey, this is what I would tell my mom to do. Do that, do this, 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 and this. And then, you know, it becomes up to that individual, right? Because I I can't do it for you, but 
I can certainly give you the exact roadmap. And I think any mortgage professional worth their weight in salt, that should certainly be their approach is to always make sure it, I don't, you know, I always say, I don't, I don't do no, there's no such thing as no, you know, right. and, and Pastor Jones, you know, you can attest to this first time you came to me, it wasn't yes. no, it yeah. was, Hey, we, we got a few things to do here. It's not a no, you, you don't get your house, man. Here's right. what we do. We do these things here and then we get you there. And to your credit, and, you know, went out and did it and knocked it out like rock stars. Mm -hmm. And people who will do that will actually put forth the work. Then you can, you can become a homeowner and, and you can build some actual generational wealth, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, this is, this has been a, such a wealthy and healthy and rich mm -hmm. conversation, Brent. Mm -hmm. Like, <clears throat> I think of the importance of our listeners who may or may not have a house or are dreaming or have made their dream a reality. And to have this broken down like you have and shared it like you have, number one, I want to say thank you. Um, yes. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for letting God use you in this fashion, in this arena, in this industry, um, and and doing that, man. And it means a ton to us. And <clears throat> as you're as you've been just sharing, you know, I can just you know be like, hey, for those listeners who are who are listening, there is hope. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. me and my wife have been married for seven years, known each other for fourteen, and in our dream, we always wanted to have somewhere that we could host where we could call home, where mm -hmm. we could be, you know, in a place. And, and when we started this podcast, you know, yeah. three to two, three months ago, we were in the process of like, hey, we're house hunting and this process is difficult. We don't know who to talk to. This is annoying. There's some things right. that are happening and this doesn't make sense. And this was this was a year and a half after talking to you and mm -hmm. we're in this process. Right. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and then we said, you know what? It's a season to come back and try it again. For some people in, in this process, and I'm not going to preach at you. I'm just going to be like, you know, hey, this might be a season where you have to come back and try again. And trying again may mean a month, a year, a couple of years of getting yourself through the process and getting yourself together after you went and called, went and talked to a mortgage loan officer. But in that but in that process, for our listeners, I want you to be encouraged and, and have hope. Because even when we first started talking about this in the business of marriage, in two and a half months' time, now we have a home. Yay! <laughs> right, we have somewhere to call home, and it's and it's due to talking to Brent. It's due to a lot of prayer and fasting. It's due to our trying realtor. again. Yeah, due to our realtor, yeah, KJ, KJ Tucker. Tucker. You yep. know, and 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 working through this process. And so, again, listeners, be encouraged. Know that you can own a home if it's mm -hmm. your dream, if it's your first house, if it's a home that you've been waiting to help your family with, whatever it is. You can do it in this market and don't let the market mm -hmm. tell you that you can't. No, that, do the that's work. Right. Do the process. That is right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's worth the work, uh, Sam. And and you know, I'm so happy for you guys, man. You're one of the people I'm most proud of of all people I've worked with. Uh, and I mean that with absolute the utmost respect, man. You guys are awesome. Just incredible. And we talked, we went through the things you need to do, you knocked them things out like it was nothing and we we got you right where we needed you to be. So, you know, it, it's it's worth the effort, right? Now that you own a house, I'm going to give you, you know, I ain't going to put your business out there, but I'm going to tell you something. Here's, here, let me just give you this generic number. You can grab the calculator tonight, you two on your, while you, I got you know, it. before you go to bed. It's out. It's, right now we're looking at 12%. That's a, that's a general, that's a soft estimation of, of annual appreciation. Wow. You take your value of your house at purchase, multiply that by 12%. That's how much now you make a year. Just wow. for just for having a nice place to sleep. Wow. So 
It's, it is it is absolutely, as I said earlier, generational wealth. It's, I mean that when I say that it's cha- it is a, it is a life changing thing to do. And it is certainly worth putting a year's worth, two years worth, three, five years worth of effort to own a house in this type of real estate market. Mm-hmm. It's almost like having a second job. Yeah. When you look at how much money you're going to earn year over year in that now that appreciates appreciating assets you have now just gotten. And I, I, I really stress that, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I only do this for, for black people, but I'm saying, I want to speak to my people and say that yeah. that's, that's a separator for us that we, that that's a easy, it, I shouldn't say easy. It is an overcomable separator. Yeah. But when you look at it, the, the difference in generational wealth from, you know, for, for people, for black people in America is, we don't have parents that are owned homes. Yeah. We don't have somebody who can then turn around and sell this property, hand you $200,000 mm. later so you can have a good start at life. Th- these are the things that we can do now for, for our kids, though. Yes. Thank God. Here's our chance, right? Yes. So we all need to be trying to do that is, is something I, I generally stress to people. Yes. Brent, I just put out my calculator and did that math, and we almost started shouting. <laughs> I, I bet, right? Listen, and I'm just like, and when you look at that number and even outside the number, just the legacy yeah. of owning property in a yeah. home, like you said, to pass down is enough to do the work. And so that's why we bought Brent on here yeah. to really give some knowledge and insight that, like he said, it's not a no. It's just about how much work are you willing to put in to make it happen and so brent once again we want to thank you you made our home we made our home you made our home dreams a reality thank you to kj um who who linked us who was one of the people that told us we needed to talk to you in the first place um and thank you to her and just to both of you all for being truly our dream team of making it happen and being right there when offers didn't go through and we was <laughs> we was discouraged mm-hmm. and we had to say Brent pull up another another pre approval <laughs> another pre approval yeah, letter um, yeah. but we finally found our home and we are yeah. so so yeah. excited so Brent where can the people where can the people find you man how do the people get you can, in contact yeah with you? I, I'm first of all you can reach me on my I'm in my cell number call me on that right six one six eight two eight Eight four nine nine. Mike Jones. But <laughs> that, what? So get me up there, right? And um, I've got uh, there's a if you go to North Point's website, there's a little bio in there on me, and my email stuff is in there. You can even apply online if you wanted to do that through my through the northpoint.com website. Um, and you can check me out on Facebook. I don't have any. I'm not like. Brent, the anointed one who was chosen for life with God Dean or anything like that. It's just Brent Dean. It's pretty simple to find me. Uh, so, so you can look me up there too if you wanted to. Great. So y'all got all the information about Brent Dean from North Point Bank. Also, we'll put KJ Tucker information with Keller Williams. She was our realtor and we backed both of these people because listen, they made it happen for us. So you guys, I think this is the season finale finale. and we just want to thank you for rocking with us in season one y'all seen our progress we bought a home 
home. Woo, woo, woo. And we just wanted to end this season encouraging you all that it can happen for you. So be sure to follow us on social media at Tova Jones. At Sam Jones 0608. And we will see you next season. And it's the business of marriage. See you later.